Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Two Beards talking right here on Anchor.fm. I am Daniel Sanders. And I am Charles Lee Ray. Charles. A.K.A. Matt Lasseter. Charles Lee Ray. Yeah. Oh, Charles Lee Ray. Yeah. Dewey Dumbay Dimbella. Hate Dewey Dimbella. <laughs> Give me the power, I beg of you. Yeah. Shit, I got cloudy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I need a doll. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> Get one of Connor's GI Joes. <laughs> oh, this, this is your little guy. <laughs> oh, you don't you don't you don't buy them the full size GI Joes. You only get the little guys. <laughs> this shit is expensive. Forty dollars for something he's gonna rip the fucking head off of. I don't think so. <laughs> Put the head back on. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> Every little girl learned that with Barbie. The head comes off and don't go back on. Oh my god. As we always do at the start of every show here at Two Beards Talking, we want to give a big shout out to the troops, to the men and women serving overseas and on the home front. We appreciate everything y'all are doing for us. Keep up the good work. Come home safe. We're all rooting for you here back home. A lovely, lovely, lovely Friday evening here in Podunk Corner of Bumfucked and You Got a Purdy Mouth, Alabama. Woo! High school football. High school football. Football. Friday night lights. It was all huck it, chuck it football. Hey, well... They hucked it one time. One time. <laughs> I will say that about our team is we we were 100% completion on our pass rating tonight. Yeah. QBR out the fucking roof. <laughs> 100% completion. I don't think they start counting it until you've thrown at least 10 passes. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what metric they use to determine QBR. There ain't no telling. Oh, man. Five High School, our alma mater. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I mean, I went there. Okay. My <laughs> alma mater. I didn't buy the t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> My alma mater, the place where you went until you were old enough to say, fuck you, I quit. Twice. <laughs> twice, yes. <laughs> yeah, anything worth doing is worth doing right, and I did it twice. <laughs> <laughs> you made sure you did it right the second time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cuss Coach King like a dog. Oh, fucking king, man. Yeah. Fucking king. <laughs> yeah. Was... I remember him getting his ass whipped at a basketball game by the mother of a kid from the other school they were playing against. No, it wasn't the mother. It no, wasn't the no. one? No, 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 no. It wasn't the mother. I'm pretty sure it was the mother. What you're remembering is him sitting in the stands and talking shit about Taylor Thrash. Because Taylor's playing like shit that night for some reason. And Taylor's mother looking at him and going, hey, that's my son you're talking about. And him saying something really smart-ass to her and then attempting to hit her. And then that little vein in Neil's head popped out and he caught a beat down in the stands from Neil Thrash. No, the one that I'm referring to is where he was dogging. This is when he was coaching girls basketball. You mean always? Because <laughs> that's what he coached. I thought he coached boys for a season. Maybe once, maybe, but he maybe. usually he usually coached girls. But yeah, he was yeah no he he was dogging a girl from the other school, and her mother for, like they they should he, he apparently got arrested in this event. Yeah, it, it, that's usually how it happened. And they showed his mugshot on the news, and you could see the claw marks on his face. Now I do remember Chad's mom chasing him through the hallways. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Which was fucking hilarious. 
Like I can't. I, I think me and Chad had like skipped class or something because we we were like outside in front of the school, and he she had come up there specifically to talk to Coach King because Chad wasn't supposed to run in PE. Right. And he'd been making him run, and so she like tried to corner this man. And we're outside. We're, we're like, I'm like, where's your mom? And he's like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> so I think we were like eighth grade, ninth grade, maybe. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I see these doors bust open from the elementary school, and King is just fucking booking it. <laughs> and hot <laughs> on his heels is Mary Rochester. And she's running her ass off chasing this man. And Chad's little sister's crying. And as she runs past Chad's sister, she's like, shut up. <laughs> she kept fucking going. I was like, oh, he's about to get killed. This oh, is awesome. Man. I rem- I, God, I remember we had, a, we had a substitute teacher in band one day. <laughs> and uh, oh, this, was, this was the incident where uh, Danny Ashley was out for something. I think he was doing something with the National Guard. And King was filling in as the uh, acting principal. Yay. And this may have been one of the points where you had already quit. or not, no, no, you were there. I was there because Wharton got sent to the office. Yeah. Yeah, Wharton got sent to the office. And then a little while later, what prompted the whole thing, I didn't know we had a substitute that day. And I walked into the band room, and I see Matt McHugh sitting there. Yep. And I don't remember what we were talking about, but I said fuck like immediately as we got in there. Which is which kind of makes me a blue uh, a blue falcon because I knew the sub was there and I let you do it. <laughs> so you I, dick. So I kind of buddy fucked you on that you one. You dick. <laughs> I buddy fucked you. That was my bad. But yeah, I, I said fuck and then Matt McHugh gave me the oh, dude dude teacher teacher. And then she stuck her head out of the doorway and I looked at her and said, "Oh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just go to the office right now or wait till class starts. How we doing well, no, this? she waited until class started. <coughs> and then she and David Horton got into it about something and she sent him to the office. Yeah. And then like two minutes later, she looks at me and she says, Mr. Sanders, you need to go to the office too. I don't think I wound up in the office that day. You didn't, surprisingly. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I think I recall you saying something to the effect of, I'm surprised I'm not being sent to the office. Was she cute? Yes. That might have been why. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wanted to stay in class. (laughs) So I get up to the office, and David Horton is sitting in there pleading his case to King like he is a fucking murder convict on death row trying to get a fucking appeal. It didn't work. No, it didn't. There are no appeals. (laughs) I walked into the office, and King looked at me, and he said, Mr. Sanders, what are you in here for? I said, fuck. Well, you're getting two licks with a paddle. <coughs> okay. Yeah, that's a that's a Tuesday. <laughs> King couldn't paddle. <laughs> Nobody at that school could paddle. Except for Benefield. Benefield could paddle. <laughs> he was the only one. And And he never really did it. Oh. Oh no, he did. Uh, he did, but it was very few and far between. Most of the time he would take you out in the hallway and then he'd just smack the bottom of his foot with a paddle. Not if you played football. If you played football and you brought in your report card and it had anything less than a C, that's your ass. <laughs> you had a D, one lick. You had an F, you might not sit down for a week. 
And that is why Paul Benefield received his 300th career victory this evening. Ha, segway. Hey. <laughs> Took the roundabout way to get there, but... <laughs> Fucking, fucking four routes make a left, I guess. Well, they do, yeah. <laughs> so, fuck it. There we are. Yeah, he uh, beat the shit out of the, the school he started coaching at. Yes, that was... I still think there had... There had to be some planning and the scheduling for the football season this year to say, hey, we're going to put two scrub teams up there that we know Fife is going to kick the living shit out of. And then for his 300th game, Chance had his 300th career victory. We're going to put him up against the school where he first started coaching at. Yeah, he beat the shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the scrubs didn't help, but. <laughs> no, no. It, it should have been a 56 to nothing. Oh, yeah. Well, you see, here, Benefield has, Benefield has got a good system going. He built his team up and then. Once he gets a good, comfortable lead, like tonight, 35 to nothing at the half, end of the third quarter, 49 to nothing. Once he's got that good, comfortable lead, he puts in his eighth graders so that way they get game experience. Against starters. Against starters. <laughs> yeah. So that way, when they're coming up into their ninth and tenth grade year, they've already got varsity experience. It, you know, it pains me to say this, but he is – Pretty much the Nick Saban of DeKalb County. He really is. Like, Jesus. I actually think if you were to put, if Nick Saban were to come to Fife High School and you sat Nick Saban next to Paul Benefield, I think Paul Benefield would get more pomp and circumstance than Nick Saban would. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, do you know what his record is at, like, Fife? Uh, I know we're, like, 60-1 and one since 2015. Yeah, his to- his overall record at five is like two forty three and forty two. It's ridiculous. Like he's only lost fifty one games in his career. So that's that's saying something because he's been coaching for what thirty years. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, I think they said that was his thirtieth year because he's been at five for twenty four. Uh, let's see here. Now, I don't know when this was written. I'm on the uh, org. Alabama High School Football Historical Society.org. I love that site. And it says Paul Benefield's known record. I don't know if they update this. Well, yeah. Yeah, they do update this. Yeah, 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 because they don't have tonight's game on here, but his overall career record right now is 300, and f- 300 wins, 53 losses. Yeah, he's killing it. Yeah, he is. It's going to be a sad day when he retires. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? He's built such a tradition at five that I think it's just the next guy's going to take over and they're still going to win. Maybe not as impressively, but they'll still win. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. De- definitely. Definitely <laughs> going to win. Definitely. De- de- definitely undefeated. Definitely. <laughs> and, I mean, you know, I hate to say it, but there are kids in school right now at Fife that have never seen Fife lose a football game. Yeah. Actually, there are seniors on this team that have never lost a football game. Yeah. <laughs> like... 
they 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 started that undefeated streak in their ninth grade year or yeah. their tenth grade year, and they have lost a football game. Yeah, there are kids going to that school right now that have never seen Fife lose a football game, and imagine, if you will, what will happen the day they see it happen. It's, they're going to be in shock. Do you remember the kick six? Uh, definitely. Do you remember the look on all of the Alabama fans' faces when it happened? Yeah. I think that's what it's going to be like. <clears throat> I was screaming some bad shit at the TV that night. Like, <laughs> like you, some out-of-character shit. <laughs> like what? Okay, so okay, so A.J. McCarron was the quarterback. Right. And uh, he was taking a snap. Right. <laughs> and, like, I like... I'm not proud of this, <laughs> but he took the stab. I was like, I hope your dick falls off. <laughs> <laughs> and my buddy, Kenny, who is an Alabama fan, looks at me and like, why would you say I hope his, you hope his dick falls off? I'm like, well, think about it. You're the quarterback. You're taking a snap. Your dick falls off. What are you grabbing? Your dick. <laughs> You're not grabbing the fucking football. You're getting your dick. And I was like, so I hope his dick falls off. Oh, man. So, yeah, I was screaming some horrible shit at the TV that night. I'm not proud of that. Jesus Christ. Only you. Yeah. yeah. Only you. Yeah, I was, I was. But, I mean, you know, it, it worked out in the end. And his dick didn't have to fall off, so it's a winner. <laughs> no, but I'm betting he kind of wished his dick had fallen off. I think that would have been a little less painful than what they went through. Yeah, that was a rough night. <laughs> it was a rough night to be a Bama fan. Yep, they were, uh, they definitely disregarded those do not roll the tree signs down there at Tumor's Corner. My 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 favorite commentary from that evening is dude talking about, he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, Chris Davis catches the football and they got all fat guys on the field. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm sure there was a more tactful way to say all the fat guys are on the field, but all right, we'll go with that. You know, I, you know okay, I never played football. It hurts. I know it does. Um, I mean, I've, I've, I've played recreationally. I never actually played for an organized team. You never put the pads on. Yeah. Um, hurts less with pads on. Yeah. <laughs> but then sometimes it hurts more because you're like, hey, I got pads on. <laughs> I'm really going to throw my body into this guy. <laughs> oh, kind of like the Fife Kid did on the uh, on the kick return tonight? Yeah, he did a wordy bird. <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> Motherfucker looked like a helicopter. <laughs> It was one of the greatest tackles I've ever seen. <laughs> Defender on our kicking team is running at the ball carrier. And I don't know if he like supermans into the kid or what, but he hit him with so much force. He knocked his own feet out from under him. And like you said, whirly bird around this kid. It almost looked like, uh, it all, it almost looked like he was going for like a, like a jumping scissor takedown. <laughs> The only thing that would have been cooler is if he would have, like, stuck the landing. If he'd have landed on his feet, I'd have, like, scrambled for note cards and put up a 10. But, yeah, he which, – which isn't as good as the hit we saw against Isabella. Oh, God. That, that, that kid is still feeling that. That kid is still dizzy. <laughs> like, I watched that happen in real time. I heard pop, and I was like, oh, yep, mm -mm, nope, he's not that – you're not walking that off, buddy. No. He took two steps and his legs went, Jetto. <laughs> and I was like, I've been there. I know what that feels like. But uh, yeah, like I said, I, ne I never played ball for an organized team. 
I was always in the marching band in high school. And, like, so I can't really say I can provide a whole lot of commentary on stuff like that. But I am definitely an armchair quarterback. And all I can say, still to this day, I mean, what what was that, five years ago? What? The kick six. Yeah. It's like five years ago. What well, the fuck were you thinking, no, Saban? No, it was longer than that. Was, that was 2013. Oh, yeah, you're right. Seven years ago. 2013. What the fuck were you thinking, Saban? First and foremost, you took a goddamn redshirt freshman with no game experience at all. No, he had game experience. He, he'd missed a couple. No. Yeah, he had kicked before. He had he had made one and missed one. This wasn't his. That was not his first kick. He had made one and missed one. Not in that game, but he in his career he had made one and missed one. It was my understanding from everything I read he had not kicked in a game all season long that season. No, I'm pretty sure he 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 kicked he kicked a couple field goals. But Nick Saban was confident because this kid was nailing sixty plus <laughs> yarders in practice. Nick Saban wasn't confident. Nick Saban knew they couldn't win in overtime. His team was gassed. Auburn had the momentum, and he was like, fuck it, we got to go for it. We got to kick the field goal. Either way, you <coughs> take a fucking redshirt freshman, and you put him in a situation with one second on the clock with the game on the line. How long was the uh, – was it like 63 yards? 57 yards. Was it 57? It was 57-yard field goal. I thought it was 60-plus. No, it was 57 yards. Whatever the case may be. 57-yard field goal. We'll go with that. And it came up, uh, what, about two yards short and was way fucking left. Uh, it was actually one yard short because Chris Davis took it at the back of the end zone. He was yeah, not, you're, he was, yeah, he was you're nine right. yards deep in the yeah, end zone. Yeah, you're right. You're right, about, you're right about that. But, yeah, it was way fucking left. And you had nobody... On your fucking line that could stop the fucking run back if he caught it. The closest person that got to him was, was the, the kicker. Was the kicker. And most of the time, unless you're like fucking Pat McAfee, you're not yeah, fucking no. tackle. Kickers don't tackle. That's not their job. Well, they do at five. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> hard. <laughs> he laid some lumber on that kid tonight. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> when you get hit that hard by the kicker. You done fucked up, and you're on. Just stop. <laughs> Go home. <laughs> Go home. You're drunk. <laughs> well, you feel like you're drunk. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, from us here at Two Beards Talking, Paul Benefield. If you're out there listening and you just so happen to hear this, congratulations on number three hundred. Yep, and. You know, you could stay on and get 300 more if you wanted to. Yeah. I'm totally cool with that. Yeah, I mean. I mean, technically, it would only take you, let's see, 20 years. Yeah, run about, yeah. (laughs) I'm cool with you, Coach, until you're 80. (laughs) I don't think he is. Yeah, probably not. He's probably looking at retirement like, you know what? I got 300. Uh, This season's looking good. I mean, he's got. 300 career wins. He's got uh, four state championships. Four state championships with a potential for a fifth on the way. Uh, 15 region titles. With yeah, I think more than 15. No, he's got 15. Maybe at five. Yeah, I was what I'm saying at five. He's got 15. No, I'm five. talking about overall career. Uh, well, they did things differently in the 90s. It was an area title then. And area, region, same difference. No, because you only had to beat like 
two or three teams. There were four teams in the area. The shit didn't matter. <laughs> like, there were years in the 90s that, like, 91, 92, when my uncle was still playing, Fife won the area, but they lost, like, six games. So It's still a title either way. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, he's got 15 region titles at Fife. 15 region titles. Yeah, it's... it's and four state championships with a potential for a fifth on the way. Yeah. And not only is it a fifth, it'd be a three-peat. And it would be in a higher classification mm-hmm. because they got competitive bumped. Yep, the school is still classified as a 2A, but the football team was moved up to 3A for competitive purposes. Yeah, because nobody could beat them. The funny thing about it, though, is they're pretty much playing the exact same fucking schedule with the exception of maybe three teams. No, they're playing the exact same schedule. <laughs> no, not the exact same schedule. We didn't play Scottsboro last year. Well, yeah, but, I mean, granted, like, everybody in 2A Region 7 went, Whew. <laughs> They were like, oh, thank God somebody else can be the region champ this year. <laughs> oh, shit. We're getting real tired of seeing you fuckers win. Yeah, what did they move us to? Uh, region 5, I think? No, it's it, we're still Region 7. It's uh, 3A Region 7. Mm, I want to say it's Region 5. Go ahead. Go on Max I'm, Preps and I'm, prove I'm, me right. I'm, I'm looking it up. I want to see the look on your face I'm when you're wrong. I'm looking it up. You can't. You guys can't see the look on his face when he's wrong. <laughs> I can. And it's fucking sweet. Wait for it. Click standings. Ha! I told you it was Region 7. Yeah, you fucker. <laughs> That's what I thought. You can't fuck with me on five football. Oh, Jesus Christ. I want to see where we're at in the state rankings. Number two. Oh, you mean state-wide yeah. or yeah. just 3A? In 3A, we're number two. State-wide, we're in, I think we were in the top 20. Well, don't tell me that. Goddamn. His phones. There we go. Talking shit. All right. So we are currently 21 overall in the state. There you go. And that's out of every school. That's out of every school in the state. That's 1A to 7A. In Division 3A, we are number one. We were number two. We are currently number one. Oh, did Piedmont lose? No. Damn it. Sorry, Piedmont. I just really (laughs) want you to lose. Uh, let's see here. Huntsville, Decatur, Florence rankings. We're number two. Well, you got to think who all's in the Huntsville, Decatur, Florence area. You got. Yeah, that's true. Like in Bob Jones, Grissom. Austin, Decatur is number one. Fife is number two. Florence is three. Sparkman is four. And Gunnersville is five. Yeah. So, you got to think of the teams that are in this area. Those are all schools that are way bigger than Fife. Where's the national rankings? I don't know if they have national they don't show, rankings. Yeah, they're not showing national rankings on here anymore. That's upsetting. <laughs> yeah, and if they did, five would be in like the thousands. Uh, no. Last year when I looked, we were in. We were definitely in the top one thousand. That would be thousands. No, as in one thousand or one to one thousand. We were in that range. <sighs> but you know, they'll never be ranked number one nationally. Oh, no, never. That's always going to be a team from, like, Texas or New Florida. York or Florida or California. Not so much New York. It'd be California, Texas, or Florida. Yeah. Those are the football states other than Alabama. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? The whole time I lived in Texas, I never went and watched one single high school football game because I was just like, it's not going to be as good. 
It's Texas, man. It's not going to be as good. Varsity Blues, come on. Nah. Dude, we're from Alabama. We live Varsity Blues. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Everything that happened in that movie has happened here. No, nobody from Fife ever got naked and stole a cop car. That we know of. Nobody from Fife ever got naked and stole a cop car. I'm still going with that we know of. Dude, I can walk from one end of Fife to the other in 30 minutes. It is a small town. We would hear about it. I did, however, get pulled over car surfing. Oh, yeah. We've done that plenty of times. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you and I never got pulled over while we were doing it. but (laughs) No, we got pulled over. (laughs) It was tragic. (laughs) Yeah, I was not present for that one. No, it was tragic. (laughs) But I get the feeling Kurt Bryant probably was. No, it was Chester. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. It was his car. (laughs) I was surfing the shit out of that escort. Was this before or after the Brown Bomber? Uh, it was the escort. The escort wagon. Okay, that was before the Brown Bomber. No, that was after. Brown Bomber was first. We blew that fucker up. Oh, yeah, that's right. Y'all were trying to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah y'all tried to jump... Uh... No, we didn't try. We succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> well, wasn't, was it uh, Shavy's Bridge? Yeah, Shavy's Bridge, yeah. Wasn't as clean as we wanted it. Didn't quite stick to landing. <laughs> we didn't try. We succeeded. Who was it? <coughs> didn't y'all put someone in the bed of the truck for that? You yeah, mean Kurt? We we were in the bed of the truck. Jesus Christ! <laughs> we're lucky we didn't die. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How you and I made it to adulthood is beyond me, D- yeah, dude. And that's that's all. That's like the first time I jumped Shavy's Bridge. I've jumped that bridge like four times. Well, you can't now. They fixed it. <laughs> yeah, it's not there anymore. I mean, yeah. it's there, but it's not a one lane, fucking crazy steep goddamn bridge 45 degree angle up and then 90 degrees flat and then 45 degrees back down yeah you and when you get to one side you can't see the other side yeah you just gotta kind of gotta play the odds pretty much yeah (laughs) when i was coming to the bridge i didn't see anything so i'm going (laughs) and if two people met in the middle somebody had to hit reverse yep (laughs) but yeah that the the other time one of the other times i jumped it or i was with somebody that jumped it we lost a uh Whole ass oil pan. <laughs> the fucker was gone. Because <laughs> Jason decided, hey, I'm going to jump this in a Camaro. And I was like, well, that's probably not a good idea because Camaros sit pretty low to the ground. We landed, and his oil pan said, fuck you, I'm out. <laughs> so <laughs> it dipped. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I feel like I should have been arrested more as a teenager. <laughs> we definitely should. You, we. <laughs> like, Oh, my God. Just so much shit. Oh, man. Luckily, the statute of limitations is up on all that shit. <laughs> At least I think. What's the statute of limitations on being a shithead? Uh, blue? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> Purple, because aliens don't like blackjacks. Oh, man. Speaking of our childhood... We've been reliving our childhood. Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Remastered. Tony Hawk Pro Skater. I'm playing the shit out of that. And I feel... I don't I don't know if I should feel happy or... Uh, like... 
Well, I mean, for one, I never played the actual full games when I was a kid growing up. I had uh, I had demo discs that had them on there. Had them all. I had them all. <laughs> so, <clears throat> like, when they came out with the remaster, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do something for me that my parents never did for me when I was a kid, which is a lie. They would have. I just never asked them for it. <laughs> Just a new level of lazy right there. I could have this game. I'm just not going to ask for it. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh man, no. I went. Uh, I went out and I bought the uh, bought the game, and I completed 100% completion the first Tony Hawk in like three days. Yeah, it doesn't take long. It doesn't. Like I don't know if that's a woohoo or a what the fuck is wrong with me moment. Yeah, a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> Going Krieger on this one. That's a little column A, a little column B. Meh. But no, like, oh my God, it's been so great. And I felt kind of attacked. Someone kind of... And I sent, I sent you the meme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you did. It was a picture of uh, John Travolta from Pulp Fiction. And someone photoshopped a beanie and a blunt into his mouth. And it's the scene where he's opening up the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. Yep. And at the top of it, it said, every dude in their 30s right now. And then it shows the bottom picture of an open briefcase with a copy of Tony Hawk Pro Skater Remastered in the briefcase. And that's pretty much true. Because <laughs> I bought that shit on launch. And I, I felt a little bit attacked. <laughs> you should have. I mean, did you feel attacked when I sent it to you? No, nah, not really. <laughs> Dude, I've been talking shit about that game for years. I'm like, they need to fucking just remaster the shit and be done with it. Stop putting out all this other bullshit. And then they finally did it. And I was like, thank you, Activision. I haven't said that in 10 years. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, my God. It was... It, it was... It was it was great, I'll say, being able to play the game and relive my childhood. Yeah. Because I, I remember for the longest time. Okay. On the demo desk that I had for Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1, you only had... Warehouse? You only had Warehouse, and there was two songs yeah. that you could listen to on there. One of them was Superman by Goldfinger. Yeah. And I love how every time I boot up the game now on my PS4 and it gets to the main menu, that's the very first song I hear is Superman by Goldfinger. Yeah, it's because it's the most popular song from the game. And it, and it is. Uh, I know I had never heard it before until I played the game. Yeah, um, I see. They updated the soundtrack, though. I wish they would have kept the original soundtracks. They, well, I mean, for the most part, they have a lot of the original, the popular original songs from the games, and then they add, excuse me, added some uh, newer stuff. Yeah, some newer stuff. Well, they kept most of the stuff. I mean, they got like the Blood Brothers song by uh, Papa Roach, and they got Goldfinger. Yeah, they got Goldfinger. They've got uh, Anthrax. Yeah. Um, Actually, it was Anthrax and Public Enemy. Yeah. Um, Bring the noise. Rage Against the Machine. Communist. 
Was it communist? No, they are communist. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Um, oh, God, what's the name of the damn song? I can't think of it now. Uh Is it? Is it Bulls on Parade? No. No, that was in, uh, for one, that was on a Guitar Hero game. Yeah, I remember that. And that might have been in a Need for Speed game, but I can't remember what Rage song's in Tony Hawk. Uh, you know what? I'm going to have to look it up because now it's going to drive me insane. Yeah, there's no news tonight, people. We're just rambling. Oh, no, there's news. We're getting to it. Oh, wait, there's news? There is. Well, that's news to me. <laughs> there you go. That's news. Oh. Google faster. I'm trying to. God, you Google Your slow. fucking reception out here sucks. Yeah, I just use Wi-Fi like a normal human. Eh, shut the fuck up. Gorilla Radio. Ah, uh-huh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that is the one. Communist. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't really think they're communist. No, they are avowed communist. Really? Yeah, you can look it up. They are fucking communist. I'm looking it up. <laughs> Especially Tom Morello. <clears throat> won't make me not like their music any less, but yeah. Oh, let's see here. Their songs express revolutionary political views. Uh, the band was nominated for induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in their first year of eligibility in 17 and 18, although both bids failed. Let's see here. Political views and activism. That's what I'm looking for. Members of Rage Against the Machine are well known for their leftist, anti-authoritarian, revolutionary political views. Uh, Excuse me. Not saying anything about them proclaiming to be communist. Yeah, just read anything about Tom Morello. Uh, (coughs) Well, Morello said of wage slavery in America... America touts itself as the land of the free, but the number one freedom that you and I have is the freedom to enter into a subservient role in the workplace. Once you exercise this freedom, you've lost all control over what you do, what is produced, and how it is produced. And in the end, the product doesn't belong to you. The only way you can avoid bosses and jobs is if you don't care about making a living, which leads to the second freedom, the freedom to starve. Communist. Like I said, won't make me like their music any less. I mean, I still listen to them, but I mean, you know, Bulls on Parade's about cops, right? Yeah. I mean, they're talking about cops being fucking white supremacists. Yeah. I mean, those that burn crosses. Whatever. Yeah. But moving on to the news now. And this is actually the one topic we have to discuss and it's a pretty uh pretty upsetting topic i sent you the link for it oh shit i didn't read it netflix oh i mean i i said what i said (laughs) still didn't read it so uh netflix has started airing this french film called cuties And this article that I have pulled up from The Blaze um, says, Viewers rage against Netflix after Cutie's premiere reportedly features female breast nudity of a minor, shots of breast, bums, 
and spread crotches of scantily clad children. And there's an update to this. Netflix responds, there is no underage nudity. Uh, well, technically, I guess not. I mean, I haven't, I'm not going to watch the movie, so I can't fact check that. <coughs> I know several people have canceled their Netflix subscription because of it. I know that. It's, um, disturbing is what it is. Well, it's one of those things where it's disturbing by American standards. I think it's disturbing, period. Well, Regardless of American, French. No, well, like I said, like I was telling you earlier, you know, different parts of the world have different views on that kind of behavior. Uh, so, yeah, it's just it's disturbing by our morals because we don't use children in that manner. Uh, you know, in, in America, it's you rarely see children die in movies. Like, that's a rarity. It happens, but it's not something they do a lot. So, you know, our morals and our standards are, are different. Uh, it says here, uh, hordes of streaming viewers are calling to cancel Netflix after the company recently debuted the film Cuties insisting that the project, which tells a story of a young, sensual dance troupe, is nothing more than pedophilia. Clips of the film have begun circulating on social media showing varying degrees of apparent inappropriate sexualization of young girls. In August, the streaming giant came under fire after a trailer and poster for the award-winning French film sexualized the young girls acting in the project. In a statement, Netflix issued an apology saying, we're deeply sorry for the inappropriate artwork that we used for cuties. It was not okay, nor was it representative of this French film, which won an award at Sundance. We've now updated the pictures and description. Now, that was back in August. Yeah. The movie has since premiered and come out on Netflix. So far, nearly 600,000 people have signed a change.org petition titled Cancel Netflix Subscription. You don't need a fucking petition to cancel your goddamn Netflix. Yeah, just, 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 just do it. Just click the button. Sign in, click cancel. Exactly. It's pretty easy. The film has also prompted the hashtag Cancel Netflix to trend on social media. Earlier Thursday, IMDb's film page for Cuties described a moment in the film as lawfully defined as pedophilia. Yeah. One of the parental <laughs> warnings on the film read, during one of the many highly sexualized and erotic dance scenes that purposefully exploit and objectify numerous scantily clad underage girls, one of the female child dancers lifts up her crop top to fully display her bare breast. This is lawfully defined as pedophilia and can be extremely distressing to many viewers. Yeah. Further, another warning noted. An 11-year-old girl watches a female rap, mu rap music video where naked women role play through dance, both heterosexual and lesbian sex acts. An 11-year-old female dance group then mimics these sexual moves on themselves and on each other while the camera zooms in on their sexual body parts as they erotically writher. This can be highly distressing to many viewers. Mm. 
Yeah. I, I don't know how this movie got launched over here. No clue. Female breast nudity of a minor during an erotic dance scene and lengthy and excessive close-up shots of breasts, bums, and spread crotches of scantily clad 11-year-old girls during numerous sexualized dance routines. Another warning added. Yep. They're not helping themselves. Now, IMDb has since changed their description of the film. But someone, you know how it is. Once you put it on the internet, it's there. Yeah, somebody's going to screen grab it. Someone's going to screen grab it. Not only that, it's fucking archived. Yeah, you can. You can go back to an archived version of a web page. Yeah, you can do that. So there is a screen grab here from the web page showing all of these warnings. It says, less than an hour later, the page appeared significantly different and warned only that the movie consists of 11-year-old girls dancing very suggestively. It also adds, a girl watches a female rap music video where naked women role-play through dance. <clears throat> yeah. You know what I find the most interesting about this is, like, I keep seeing posts uh, by people saying, you know, what age were you when an older man uh, first, like, I guess, made a sexual advance towards you or flirted with you or something like that? And most of the comments from these women are, like, you know, nine, ten years old. Jesus. And I'm like, so how are you guys okay with this movie? If you recognize that older men looking at younger girls in a sexual manner is a problem, why are you okay with this movie? Why is there not more uproar than there is? Like, why are women not losing their shit over this? <clears throat> wow. Review aggregator Rotten Tomatoes currently ranks the film as 90% fresh. Wow. The site declares that the film takes a thoughtful look at the intricacies of girlhood in the modern age. What's the audience score? <clears throat> it's not showing it. Um, and is a coming-of-age film that, confront, that confronts its themes with poignancy and nuance. Uh, no. Deciders John Serba wrote, Cuties is nuanced and gripping. A powerful and meritorious drama that doesn't deserve the type of ignorant condemnation it's endured. You're sexualizing 11-year-old fucking girls. It's not ignorant condemnation. It's fucking sick. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to watch the movie. Because I don't have a need to fact check any of this shit. No. I have no need to fact check it. I can only assume, though, that like the pedophiles of the world are loving this movie right now. That's probably why it's got a 90% fresh rating. No, that 90% fresh rating is from critics. That's why I asked you what the audience score was. Because audience score is different. Monica Castillo at RogerEbert.com added, With cuties... 
Decor announces herself as a director with a keen visual style who's unafraid to explore these cultural and social tensions. What the fuck is going on in this fucking world? Uh, people be stupid. Jesus fucking Christ. People trying to justify pedophilia. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 well, I don't know. I expected to see a little bit more of an uproar from the women on this one. Uh, but that, that didn't happen as much as I thought it was going to. I'm just, I'm, fuck me. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand, like, how these, like, people, I don't know. It's like a, I'm, I'm, I'm torn on not so much movies like this, but like, are you nowadays you hear people griping about, why do they have to put so much gay stuff in movies? Why do they have to put all these lesbian scenes and gay couples? And I'm like, well, because gay people exist. Yeah. So, you know, they, they have to be represented. It's not like in the 60s when everybody was, you know, closeted and wouldn't tell you they were gay. People are openly gay now. So, yeah, you're going to see gay people in media. That's normal. Sorry. I don't think that little girls dancing suggestively should ever be normal. You know, there's one other instance I can think of. And it was during an episode of Game of Thrones. I don't remember what season. I don't remember what episode. I just remember watching it. And a toddler, like three, four years old, is walking through the scene butt-ass naked. Yeah. And all I could think to myself was, how in the fuck... Did they get away with that shit? Well, I mean, think about... They, they they do that with babies all the time, though. Like, how many times have you been watching a movie and seen baby butt? Like, it happens all the time. No, I'm not talking about baby butt. I'm talking about little tiny toddler tinkler. Yeah, uh, have you never seen the Nirvana Nevermind cover art? Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, they've altered that album no. cover since they released don't, it. I don't... N- n- the censored version had the penis blurred out, but the uncensored version had the penis. Like, like, see what I'm saying? Like, and that mo- that fucking album came out in like '97 or '93, something like that. I can't remember. Well, I mean, you also got to think too. Uh, it came out in the early early '90s. Yeah, you got to think too. When we were kids, fucking three, four, five years old. Taking a bath. What were our parents doing? Taking pictures. Yeah. Well, for the fucking scrapbook. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying, though. Like, how many times have you watched a movie and seen a baby ass? Like, it happens all the time. You know, it's it's one thing. Okay. You're showing a scene where a woman is giving birth to a child. And they slap the baby on the ass to get them to start breathing or whatever the fuck it is they do for it. 
and like I don't know. I'm just <sighs> Jesus fucking Christ. Why the fuck are we sexualizing eleven year old girls? Because people let them. This this is one of those you know like trying to find the line. You know where's the line? What's that line we can't cross? They're they're pushing the envelope. That's exactly what the fuck they're doing. They they haven't we, they have yet to hit a line that we wouldn't let them cross. So they're gonna it's gonna get worse before it gets better. Because that's just how it works. Let's see here. I'm going on Rotten Tomatoes right now. I'm gonna. Uh-oh. I'm gonna pull up the the ratings. Yeah, they may have disabled audience score. They they do that with a lot of movies. Like they did that with uh, what was it? The new Charlie's Angels film. They just dis- they disabled uh, audience score because the audience was like, "This movie sucks." <sighs> if you want to fucking load, I'd appreciate it. Nah, it doesn't want to load. It doesn't want to load. Apparently, yeah, it's not it's, n- it's not a good night for it to load. Apparently so. It it your phone is still excited about Benefield winning the game. <laughs> it's a little tired. Yep. And getting the uh getting the old Gatorade bath caught on camera. It took way too long. It it really fucking did. Like he had to know that shit was coming at that point. He was like, Wait, why are they keep there we why go. do the football players keep trying to get behind me? What the fuck's going on? Okay, here we go. So now it's showing eighty eight percent. Fresh. Let's see here. Audience score, three percent. Yeah, see, that's the audience. That's that's the people rating the movie. Thirty-four counts on the tomato meter, eighty-eight percent. User ratings, one thousand forty-seven, three percent. Yeah, that's the difference between like fucking audience score and the fucking reviewers, because like reviewers have to watch the movie. The audience doesn't. <clears throat> Mm. It's God. Now it's. It was saying uh, in the Blaze article that I was reading that it had a rating of MA for mature audience, mature audiences only. On Rotten Tomatoes, it's saying its rating is NR. Not rated. Interesting. This is just what the fuck. I don't know. 11-year-old Amy lives with her mom, Miriam, and younger brother, awaiting her father to rejoin the family from Senegal. Amy is fascinated by disobedient neighbor Angelica's free-spirited dance clique named Cuties, a group that decides, uh, uh, or I'm sorry, a group that stands in sharp contrast to stoic Miriam's deeply held traditional values. Uh... Undeterred by the girl's initial brutal dismissal and eager to escape her family's simmering dysfunction, Amy, through an ignited awareness of her burgeoning femininity, propels the group to enthusiastically embrace an increasingly sensual dance routine, sparking the girl's hope to twerk their way to stardom at a local dance contest. That's the description on Rotten Tomatoes. I knew twerking was going to be the end of the world. It is. Jesus. Oh, twerking. Who the fuck started that shit? I mean, let's be honest. That shit started in the 80s. Come on. Baby got back. Don't, 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 
Don't ruin, don't ruin our decade. That, that shit started. Don't ruin that. our decade. Yeah, I'm sorry. It happened. Poof. Sharpie little poop, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. This world really is going to hell in a fucking handbasket. Yeah. But Trump's going with a Nobel Prize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to touch on that one for a second. <laughs> Fuck it. We're here. Fuck it. <laughs> the first president in... Uh, 39 years. 39 years. Yeah. First president in 39 years to not start a war or act of aggression in his well yeah in, in in i don't i can't really say like are they calling it just the first term or i mean if they're saying the entire term is president then you know they're kind of putting the cart before the horse <laughs> yeah the jury's still out which by the way active aggression so we just not counting that solomani thing no no he asked for it <laughs> he just rang him up like hey uh put a missile on the balls buddy yeah he did he was like, I really want to know what a cruise missile at fucking right on my nuts feels like. He he really did. It was like that scene from Robin Hood Men in Tights where uh, Will Scarlet comes out and he hands Robin the bow and arrow and he says, now, fire an arrow straight in my eye. Okay. That's what that's what Soleimani did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> he called up Trump and he says, listen to me, my friend. I'm assuming that's what he sounded like. I never heard him talk. I feel like there'd be a lot more phlegm. Possibly. Never know. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, you know, he called he called up Trump. He's like, Trump, my friend, drop a fucking Moab on my ass. I mean, we're gonna oblige. We have a bunch. We do. <laughs> and that's not even that's non nuclear. Well, it's the largest non-nuclear. Like, like we can just drop that shit all willy-nilly lock and not destroy the <laughs> fucking world. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. We can go Oprah with that shit. You get a Moab and you, you get, get a Moab. Moab. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, they're not counting that. Yeah. Like I said, <laughs> Soleimani asked for it. Like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, how are you not counting that? <laughs> like, it's, it, was, it was an act of aggression. Like, no one fucking friendly missile somebody. It's like, ah, I blew up your fucking house. You're fixing to put the key in the door. It's fucking great. I'll build you a new one. No, you aggressively fucking bomb somebody. You can't fucking not. It can't be not aggressive. But yeah, he has been. Uh, he has been nominated twice. Yeah, twice. Twice now. Two yeah. separate people, I believe. Yeah, he's been nominated twice. Nominated twice for the actually, Nobel Peace Prize. Actually, this is the third time he's been nominated. Yeah, but the first time he wasn't president. No, he wasn't president. Well, actually, I think it was 2015. It was, it was right before he was president in 2015, I think. So, yeah, he wasn't president. Yeah, but uh, this is like the third time. So, two of them are running concurrently, but... <laughs> yeah. Well, he was he, I, he was nominated by two different people, I believe. So. Yeah, that's about his concurrent sentences. <laughs> Does he get two medals, you think? I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> like fuck you Obama You got one I got two <laughs> I really am the greatest president alive And everybody knows it Because I got not one But just two Yes Two Nobel Peace Prizes And it's not just me saying it It's even the people on Mars It's the people all over the universe And everything's gonna be great and Because I'm the greatest And the most peaceful president alive You know what? You know what's funny though I bet the people that give out The Nobel Peace Prize Are kicking themselves right now Because They gave it to Obama In its first nine months Right 
And they were like, oh, yeah, he's doing great things. And then he started bombing everybody. And they're like, God damn it. <sighs> he killed bin Laden. <laughs> that was an act of aggression. <laughs> well, n- not just that, but I'm thinking, like, <laughs> he started fuck- he he started bombing everybody. He was just dropping bombs like they were going out of style. He pulled an Oprah Winfrey. You get a bomb and you get a bomb. Like, I, I, I imagine there was some discussion at the Nobel Committee going, guys, we've never had this problem. How does how does one take back a Nobel Peace Prize? <laughs> like, do we call him and just say, hey, we need it back? Like, we'll pay postage? Like, what what do you do? And, you know. <laughs> the most non-peaceful president in our history got a Nobel Peace Prize. And, you know, as bad as it is to be dropping bombs on people left and right, let's not forget. Down at the border, he was putting kids in cages. Yeah, he well, he built the cages. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah they, they don't want to talk about that one though. Nope. It goes as, a, as a matter of the narrative. Fact, ICE, as we know it today, wasn't that started under the Obama agency? Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I know. Uh, I'm wanting to say it is. I know DHS started under Bush. Yes, that was a Bush thing. That was a Patriot Act, Patriot Act thing. Yeah, if that thing could <laughs> fucking die. That'd be great. Can we let the Patriot Act die already? Guess. Yeah. Yeah. I just. I don't like it. For those of you that haven't read the Patriot Act, it's a uh, pretty shitty, and it gives some pretty broad powers. To the president, if he so chose, chooses to use them. You looking for the ice thing? Yeah, I am. Uh, okay, the U.S. Okay, it was under George W. Bush. Oh, G.W. Thanks, W. Thanks a lot, W. Just fucking it right. But now. we can say this: Old W. wasn't putting kids in cages. No, no, no. That was definitely an Obama thing. Yeah, he built the cages. He was like, weld them up good. Them little fuckers are small. They can squeeze through the holes. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Canceled. Yeah. Uh, I mean, shit, man. Like, that, that's, that's my one of my least favorite things about Democrats right now. They're bitching about, you're putting kids in cages. Who built the fucking cages? Motherfucker. Black people are getting harsher sentences. Who wrote the fucking crime bill? Exactly. Like, you're bitching about shit you fucking did. Like, why are we getting harsher sentences? I don't know. Ask Grandpappy Biden. And old Bill. The old Slick Willie. Old Billery. <laughs> Canceled. And suicided. Come at me, bro. <laughs> Come at me. You can't, you can't, you can't speak the name. <laughs> Hillary. Clinton. We're going to do this kind of like Candyman. <laughs> we're going to go in the bathroom and turn the light off and look in the mirror and we're going to say Hillary Clinton's name three times. Yeah, but I'm not doing it without my AR. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to provide cover while I say it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, fucking, I'm pulling security. <laughs> Goddamn Claymore Roomba, activate. <laughs> oh my God. Now we got to get a Roomba. <laughs> Shit, no. Now we got to get Claymore. That's the harder thing to come up with. Trust me. We can make claymores. I mean, what's that, CIA? (laughs) Oh, yeah, sure. I'll just open the door for you. Come on in, guys. It's a fucking party. 
No, we Damn, can't. Damn, you got here fast. No, we can't really make claymores. Yeah. But if you forget what end goes where. At least they have that one instruction on the claymore front towards enemy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the one you need. Yeah, if you remember any of the instructions from how to use a claymore, that's the one you need to remember. Yeah, like everything else just kind of falls into place. It really does. Like you know, this thing is here, do the thing, do a thing. Which way does it point? Away from you. Yes. <laughs> the words face them. Yes, front towards enemy. If you can see the words, you are in the blast zone. And you're going to have a bad fucking time. You know, the entire time I was in the military, I never even saw a claymore. Well, that's probably a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like you only get to see one once. <laughs> oh, look, a claymore. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> that's kind of like how it is when I'm playing Call of Duty. <laughs> oh, look, a click. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, except it's a string and not two red lasers. Yeah. Or it can be remotely triggered. Yeah, that's true. Not just a tripwire. Yeah. Could also use a clacker. Mm. Yeah. I want to know who, like, decided to do the poor man claymore. Like, <laughs> who was so pissed off that they couldn't get actual claymores that they took a fucking mousetrap, a piece of wood, and stuck a shotgun shell in it? <laughs> Somebody who's very ingenuitive. <laughs> Somebody that was very upset that they could not get their hands on an actual fucking claymore. Yeah. They were like, God, by God, fuck it. I'll put double alt buck in a mousetrap and call it a fucking day. Actually, I think they kind of got the idea from one of the James Bond movies. Hell, it could have been There right. were no mousetraps involved, but there were a couple <laughs> of pieces of steel tubing and a couple of shotgun shells and a loose floorboard. See, this is why like, I have a hard time watching Rambo movies. Because I watch them and I go, <clears throat> I don't want to do that. I kind of want to do that right now. See, I get pissed off when I watch Rambo movies because I don't know if they've changed it yet or not, but at one point I noticed, I've got all the Rambo movies on Voodoo, and I noticed for the second movie, First Blood Part 2, yeah. he's holding an M60 in his hand, and sticking out of the barrel as an M, of the M60 is an RPG missile, RPG rocket, a rocket propelled tater. Fuck it, man. I never knew they made an RPG-60. Fuck yeah, they do, man. Eat that tater. <laughs> Throw that bitch like a football and call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking tube down? Fuck it, I'll throw it. It's fucking impact. <laughs> it's going to go off. I've, I've never in my entire life seen an M60 that fires an RPG. But now I kind of want one. <laughs> I just, I just want, I, I just want to throw one. Like, I just want to like fucking, cause I feel like it's going to be like, I played nerf football as a kid. Like I'm prepared for this. <laughs> like, I just kind of want to like throw it. You know, remember those old Vortex footballs? Like, the ones that whistled? Yes. Yeah, I just want to fucking yeet a fucking RPG and see if it makes that noise. It's going to make a bigger noise afterwards. Assuming I hit it right on the tip. I got to get that fucking angle. Just right. Yeah, yeah, you do. And I want to get it at least 40 yards away from me. I think a little bit further. Yeah, I, I, I feel comfortable at 40. I'm not happy at 40. I'm just comfortable. 
I wouldn't even be comfortable. Like, I'm going to need to be, there's going to be some contingencies here. Like, I I need to be behind, like, uh, a blast-proof wall, uh, maybe a couple other people, uh, a Tyrannosaurus Rex, if you got one. But, yeah, I feel feel comfortable at 40. (laughs) A hundred would be better. Wow, that fuck fuck a noob tube, man. <laughs> <laughs> I told you he's got a fucking RPG sticking out of the barrel of the M60. Where's that fucking Call of Duty attachment? Come on now. <laughs> I've I've fucking Hollywood. <clears throat> he also had the gun that fucking never had to be reloaded. Him yeah. and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, how did they unlock unlimited ammo? What did they do? Did you know if you play Rambo in reverse, it becomes a story about a guy who saves everybody with his magical bullet vacuum? Yeah, it's true. And I guess that's the same could be said about any Arnold Schwarzenegger film, too. No, no, not any. Well, yeah, well. Twins. Well, in Conan, instead of cutting people in half, he's sewing them back together with a sword. Twins, he didn't kill anybody. Yeah. He drove the fuck out of that car, though. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he skied the fuck out of that damn thing. You see that dot? That's me. <laughs> oh, man. Fucking. Oh. And it's September 11th on top of all things, too. Yeah, it is. It's September 11th. It's been, been 19 years. God damn. When you think about it, 19 years. Yeah. Oh. That's just. I was in eighth grade. Ninth. And it was morning break right after first period. And I was getting ready to go to Marty Myers Ag Shop. And David Horton, I crossed paths with David Horton. And he runs up to me and says, dude, did you hear? Someone fucking bombed us. They fired a missile at the World Trade Center. Yeah, that's what everybody thought. At first. At first. So I get to Ag. Marty's already got it pulled up on the TV on the news. And they were reporting that a plane had hit the World Trade Center. And we were making all these jokes about, oh, yeah, you know, pilot was drunk. It was a girl pilot. <laughs> and then we saw the fucking second plane hit the tower on live TV. I saw the first plane hit. Because I was in health class. Coach King's health class, of all places. And Harold Bolden opened up, didn't even knock, just opened his door. And all I hear is him go, the bastards got us. And I'm like, the fuck? What did I miss? And Cody King kind of had this look of like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he said, turn on the TV right now. And he turned on the TV, and they they were showing a replay of the first plane hitting. And I was like, oh, that's no bueno. Yeah, it was uh, it was a rough day. It was even worse for the seniors. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine so. I mean, like I said, I was only in eighth grade. Well, I was in ninth grade. So, you know, I'm I'm fifteen going on sixteen. 
But 15 going on 16, really close to draft age. Yeah. And it was at that moment when I saw the second plane hit the tower. And then we started getting the reports of the third plane hitting the Pentagon. And then the fourth plane going down in the field in Pennsylvania that everybody is certain was meant for the White House. Yeah. Like, it was at that moment. I knew I was joining the military. There was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I knew we were going to war. Didn't think that we'd still be at war. (coughs) You know, fucking 15 years later. (laughs) Fucking 19 years later. Well, I'm talking about when I joined. But yeah, it was... uh... Damn, what a day. Oh. Yeah. And people that weren't even born are now fighting that war. Exactly. That is a, geez, you know. <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've met guys that are in the service right now. Born in 2001, 2002. Yeah. Born after... September 11th, 2001, and born in 2002. And all they know of it is what they learned in history. Yeah, but see, that's here's the thing. That's what lets me know that war is for profit. Because there's no reason to still be there. There's absolutely, there is profiteering in war, 100%. And I agree. I fought in the war. I agree. We, there's, there's nothing over there that we need. No. And, you know, it, it, it just proves that anything Donald Trump does, the Democrats have to be against it. Because he wants to bring troops home. They're like, oh, well, you know, we can't destabilize the region. Bitch, being there destabilizes the region. Here's the thing about it. Those people over there have been at war with each other for thousands of years. It's going to keep happening even after we leave. Yeah. Just rip the Band-Aid off. Exactly. There's there's nothing that we can do over there. We can't put the Sunnis and the Shiites in the same room and go, Okay, children, now here's what we're going to do today. And honestly... As shitty as it is, 9-11 was our fault. Wow. But 9-11 was our fault. 100%. Like, we trained Al-Qaeda. Yeah. We fucked them over when the Russians invaded. Watch Rambo 3. If you don't want to read a fucking textbook or actually look into it, Watch Rambo 3 if you want some entertainment to go along with it. Because that's exactly how it fucking happened. Well, they didn't send in John Rambo. Yeah, no, they didn't send in John Rambo. But we had government operatives operating in the Middle East back in the 80s when Russia was invading Afghanistan. We were supplying Al-Qaeda with weapons. We were supplying, yeah, the the Taliban, Al-Qaeda. We were supplying them with weapons and training them to fight against the Russians. Yeah. And they assumed 
that when the Russians invaded, that we would have their back. But we couldn't openly fight Russia. No, that would have started World War Three. So we pulled out. They won. They beat back the Russians. Yeah. Uh, but that's where the hate for America in the Middle East started. Yeah. And... It's because we thought we had to be Team America World Police. And, you know, here's the thing about it. In the early 2000s, when we first started fighting over there, there was the whole claim of weapons of mass destruction and all this other stuff that the Middle East had. Yes, they had fucking weapons of mass destruction. We fucking gave it to them. Yeah. George Bush was an idiot, but he was smart enough to know not to come out on national television and say, we know you boys have fucking got them. Here's the damn receipt. Yeah, they had them because we gave them to them. I mean, I have no doubt. And, like, that's why I have always been a strict isolationist. Like, if they're not kicking in our front doors, I don't care. Yeah. Leave it the fuck alone. The American military should defend American borders. That's it. Yeah. What was the, uh, it was the Eddie Izzard. Eddie Izzard? Yeah. yeah, Eddie Izzard made a joke about it during one of his stand-up routines. Pol Pot. Yeah. Stalin. Yeah. All of these other individuals, all of these world leaders, murdering their own people. Yeah, that's fine. We don't care. Then Hitler kills however many Jews it was. Six million. Yeah, six million Jews. Well, stupid man. If he'd have just stuck to killing his own people. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. A lot of those Jews were his own people. Yeah, but then he started going into Poland. And... Yeah, and you know what? For the longest time, America didn't do shit. Well, we no. would have yeah, never we... entered that war if Had not it for... not been for Pearl Harbor, absolutely. If, if not for Japan, we would have never entered that war. We were selling to both sides. Again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Profiteering. We got the receipts. <laughs> Like, look it up. Like, we we were probably... And then, and then Japan had to come along. <laughs> and I guarantee you, Adolf Hitler looked at the fucking the leaders of Japan and was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, literally, the last time the Americans entered a world war, it didn't go so good for the people they were fighting against. Yeah. Why would you do that again? And Japan was like... Eh, we and as a matter of fact, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's been a while since I've read up about World War One, but if I'm not mistaken... We were trying to keep our shit out of World War One too. Yeah, we were. And then was it the Bismarck? Uh, or Lusitania? Lusitania. Lusitania. The sinking yeah. of the Lusitania because they had Americans on board. Yep. And we were like, "Well, fuck! You killed Americans. Now we got to teach you a lesson." Yeah. But that's the thing, though. Like, but now, if fucking somebody in the Middle East coughs, we're like, "Oh, got to invade them." Like, why? Fucking why? Let other people run their countries. Yeah. If you want to help them negotiate peace treaties, fine. Help them negotiate peace treaties. But if they come to you and say, hey, we want your help fighting this other people, no, you're on your own. You want to pick a fight with somebody bigger than you? You better fucking have a bigger stick. That's all I'm going to say. Because uh, we shouldn't be helping them. Sorry. See, that's what I like about the door guy that we have at work. Yeah. Like he'll see a fight getting ready to break out. And he'll just go up and say, hey, 
you, I want to fight. Just fucking take it outside. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be stupid enough. You're fucking five foot six, 120 pounds, fucking soaking wet. And you're going to be stupid enough to pick a fight with fucking six, four, 300 pound linebacker over here. That's on you. Just fucking take it outside. Yeah. The American troops should guard American borders. That's fucking line. I agree. Fucking line the Canadian border, line the Mexican border, and both coasts. And that's it. Well, I mean, we do have we 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 have our embassies overseas. Don't need them. We have um, American military installations overseas, like in Okinawa and places like that. Don't need them. We don't need we th- those are literally quick reaction bases. They are. That that's all they for. That's all they're for. If something kicks off on that side of the world, we've already got a troop presence there. But if we're isolationist, not our fucking problem. Not our monkeys, not our circus. We got our own shit going on in our own country. We don't need to be dealing with anybody else's problems. Oh man. Look, I mean, if people in Iran want to kill people in fucking Iraq, so fucking what? Not my problem. My problem exists from the East Coast to the West Coast. And North to South. And North to South. Anything outside of that purview, I don't give a fuck about. Alaska and Hawaii. Nah, it's not attached. I don't care. <laughs> Sorry. If you're not continental, I don't give a shit. We'll fucking give Hawaii. Oconus, you're fucked. Sorry. Yeah, fucking give Alaska back to Russia and give Hawaii back to the Hawaiians. No, 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 no. We'll 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 give Hawaii back to the Hawaii. Actually, no. We'll sell we'll sell Hawaii to Australia. Yeah, they can have them. We'll sell Hawaii to Australia, and we'll oh. let Canada have Alaska. Well, no, Australia don't want Hawaii because they don't have enough animals trying to kill you. That's the whole thing in Australia. Well, once it becomes part of Australia, then it will have animals trying to kill you. Oh, yeah. Wait, is that like a day one thing? Or like, hey, you're Australia now. Everything's trying to kill you. Well, I mean, hell, fucking hiking trails out there fucking kill you, apparently. <sighs> That's why I'm never going to Australia. No, I'm talking about Hawaii. Staying continental. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll sell Hawaii to Australia and... We won't even fucking sell it. We'll give it to them. We'll tell you, you know, it's already attached to you. You can fucking have Alaska. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we don't want it. It's too cold. We get to keep it. Is. We're keeping the oil. Oh, yeah. We, we fucking, we, we, we refined it. It's ours. Yeah. <laughs> you can have the fucking whole goddamn country, but we're keeping the oil. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's our shit. Well, yeah. I mean, we're giving you the country. We're not selling it to you. We're giving it to you. Yeah. And that's why we're keeping the oil. Exactly. So uh, now, if you want to pay us for the oil. Yeah, well, now we can talk. No, oh, yeah. Wipe our debt clean. <laughs> Twenty-three trillion and going up. Yep. So tomorrow it could be twenty-four trillion. Yep. So I would say buy now. Yeah, it's cheaper that way. You gotta strike while the iron's hot. It's fucking. This is a Black Friday country sale. My mother, God rest her, even though she's not dead. <laughs> like, did, did your mother just die? <laughs> is there somewhere else you need to be right now? She, uh, well, I, I've already talked about going to a fucking gun range when I was supposed to be at a funeral. Yeah, but it wasn't your mom's. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> 
No, she watches um she watches a lot of those like crime shows on A and E. Yeah, she's preparing to kill you. I don't know why she wouldn't benefit from it. You don't know that. <laughs> There's nothing she gains from killing me. You don't know if she has a secret insurance policy. How would she have taken out an insurance policy in my name? Uh, you're her son, and she could have done it before you were 18. Are you dense? Mom has a fucking insurance policy in my name. On me. It's only 10 grand, but still. That's what you do. That's all your mom thinks you're worth is 10 grand? No, she took out an insurance policy on me <coughs> in the event that I did something stupid and died. <laughs> that way she could give me a proper burial. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> That's literally, that was, it was literally all it was for was in the event that I died at a young age, she could give me a proper burial. All right. Well, whatever the case may be. So, uh, Alaska PD is a show that she has begun watching recently. And she, she calls me into the bedroom the other day and she says, you should consider going and being a cop in Alaska. Why? Well, it pays good money, but it's in Alaska. Yeah. Well, it pays better than starting pay up there is better than pay for law enforcement in Georgia. But it's in Alaska. Yeah, did she not know that there's like one month out of the year it's like completely black? Like it's dark as fuck up there? <laughs> they made a movie about this called 30 Days of Not. Vampires come out and kill you, okay? Well, I mean, it's also the exact opposite. They made another movie called Insomnia where it's like sunlight for 20 hours a day. Yeah, fuck that. I couldn't do it. But uh, she's... But they give a $20,000 sign on, but stop trying to fucking ship my ass off to Alaska. I'm not going. Look, I've already been to Iraq, okay? I'm not trading in desert for snow. I'd rather go back to desert. Well, it doesn't snow all the time up there. No, just 11 out of the 12 months a year. Yeah, yeah. One month, it's dark. (laughs) (laughs) So you get snow 11 months and then... Pitch black one month out of the year. And Pitch black would have been pretty cool movie to relive. No, nah, I'm good. Nah. I just, I got to have the Riddick eyes. No, nah, I'm good. I got to have the Riddick eyes. <coughs> if I was going to do, I, it'd be Chronicles of Riddick. I like that movie. No, I mean, it was good, but no, Riddick. Yeah, Riddick was pretty good. Of the three of them, Riddick was probably the best. I, I like Chronicles. I'd say Riddick was the best just because of the fact that he fucking decapitated a guy within five seconds of being unlocked from his chains with his own fucking machete. I'm just, I'm not. a. And then slid the box over to catch his head. I'm just not a huge Vin Diesel fan. Like I watch his movies because they're usually pretty decent, but I've just never been a huge Vin Diesel fan. I'm still saying Riddick was the best of the three. They're coming out with a fourth one too. What, Chronicles of Fat Riddick? Like, what the <laughs> fuck? No, I think, because you saw Riddick, you saw how it ended. Yeah. And I think this one is going to be him going after Vako. Ooh. Because, you know, now Vako, you remember he asked the chick, you know, one word answer, is Vako alive or dead? And she says both. Well, that's interesting. So... I'll probably watch it just because I've watched the other three. Well, yeah. 
I mean, that's literally the only, that's the majority of the reason I watch most of the movies I've watched. It's like, well, I'll watch the other three. I might as well watch this one. Yeah. Except for Fast and Furious. I fucking stopped after six. I was like, I can't do it anymore. I stopped after like the fourth one, I think. Like, I couldn't. Well, I watched that one after Paul Walker died because I'm like, I have got to see how they do this shit. <laughs> and like, you're watching that movie the whole time going, is this where he dies? This where, like, you're, you're watching it with anticipation of his death because you know he's dead. And you're like, they got to fucking kill him. Like, and, and they never do. You're just yeah. like, what the fuck? The one that threw me for a loop, I never saw this coming. This completely blindsided me the first time I saw it. G.I. Joe Retaliation. Yeah. Fucking. Killed off fucking. <laughs> just fucked him up. Yeah, killed off Channing Tatum right there at the start of the fucking movie. And I was like, God damn. Like, I'm pretty sure Channing Tatum is cheaper than The Rock. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, you can get Channing a lot cheaper and he was doing a pretty good job with that franchise. Thor. Uh, which Whichever Hemsworth it is. Chris or Liam? Chris. Chris Hemsworth. How the fuck do you not know that? There's three fucking Hemsworths and they all look alike. <laughs> yeah, and only one fucking Thor. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it was the one that played Thor, not the one in the Hunger Games. Yeah, so Chris. Yeah, so. I think Liam was the one in Hunger Games. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Red Dawn, the remake of Red Dawn. <laughs> Fucked him right off. Uh, t- <laughs> I did not see that coming. <laughs> well, you should have if you watched the fucking original. Not the way they fucking did it, though. I mean, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't expect fucking headshot through a wall, fucking three sixty no scope. But Jesus Christ! Right as he's about to fucking get laid. Yeah, that was a shitty time. He could, they could have let him nut first. Yeah, <laughs> come on, let him get that nut, then blow his head off. That's, that's totally fine. He'll. he'll he, at least, you know, at Jason Voorhees, at least he fucking lets you get some before he kills you. Yeah, you don't get to finish. No, you get some, but you don't get yours. Well, I mean, I'm sure some people finish. <laughs> like, the law of averages dictate somebody was coming right about the time they got stabbed. Oh, God. <laughs> as many times <laughs> as he fucking stabbed people fucking. Like, they might have been into that shit. Like, come on, babe, stab me. Oh, not that much. Oh, you're a big bastard. <laughs> God, that's a fucking rabbit trail from hell. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I, dude, I, I watched. I was, I was totally expecting him to die. I mean, yeah, I knew he was gonna die, just not the way they fucking did yeah, it. I, like I said, I was not expecting the three sixty no scope through a wall. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was like, is that fucking phase carnage right there? Fucking trick shot? What the fuck? Boom! I mean, you know, like he's walking through, fucking got that smirk on his face, like, yeah, I'm about to get some, drinking my beer, bam, he's dead. Just had this awesome bro moment, and then, boom, dead. And I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> things have changed. Yep. Dynamic has shifted. Momentum, gone. Yep. <laughs> this is what we call the regroup phase. <laughs> No time to mourn. Get the fuck out. Yep. <laughs> they shooting motherfuckers through walls. They 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 got them special bullets. Yep. Oh man, we're gonna get off that rabbit trail. And we're actually gonna leave it there. We're coming up on an hour and a half. Do not forget, you can go on our Facebook page and look us up at Two Beards Talking. Our Covidiots Ten Commandments T-shirts are still for sale. So if you'd like one, send us a message. Yeah. Buy one. 
buy one. You, I dare you. You won't. You no balls. No balls. No balls. You won't do it. But if you do do it, we'd greatly appreciate it. Yeah, it'd be pretty dope. <laughs> also, uh, don't forget here on Anchor, you can subscribe to our channel. We still have our monthly tiers of ninety nine cents, four dollars and ninety nine cents, and nine dollars and ninety nine cents. You won't do it. I know you won't. No balls. A dollar a month. It costs more to save a starving child in Africa if you watch the Susan Current Susan Sarandon commercials. How about do both? <laughs> like, like save a starving child and make us fatter. Yeah. I mean a dollar a month. Not even a dollar a month. Ninety nine cents. Yeah. That's you awesome. can dig ninety nine cents out of your couch. It's like a whole penny less than a dollar. It is. Take off your hat, boy. That's a dollar bill. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Again, a big shout out to the troops, to the men and women serving overseas and on the home front. We appreciate everything y'all are doing for us, especially on this 19th anniversary of September 11th. Keep up the good work. Come home safe. We're all rooting for you here back home. This has been Two Beards Talking. I'm Daniel Sanders. And I'm Charles Lee Ray, a.k.a. Matt Lasseter. Thanks for listening, everybody.